the summer I started up my podcast, I was in a really bad place. So I think that's where like all my best work came from. And now I'm in a better place. So it's harder to write. But I do find myself like trying to write about the good things going on. Um, not even just in my life, just from what I see in the world. Welcome back to another episode of Rated G with Gary G. Garcia and Brian Licata. I am your host, Gary G. Garcia, along with my brother and my partner in misinformation, Brian Licata. How are you, baby? I'm good, G. What's up, man? Good morning. At that point, I hear applause and shit in my ears. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> All right, before we even get into this, man, this show is sponsored today by our first sponsors, man, that we got. I'm excited, man. This, this show is sponsored by Triple uh, X Playground. It's the best adult sex game in the world. This is the communication tool that was created with the intentions of perfecting a medium where adults can bask in uninhibited sexual communications, all the while bridging the gap and eliminating awkwardness, criticism, and judgment. As a result, building stronger, Healthier bonds filled with love and trust. Because, like I always say, without trust, there is no love. Go to Triple X Playground. Check them out. Pick up a game for you and your lady and get busy. Uh, <laughs> big up to Spank, man, and our sponsors at Triple X, man. We appreciate you. We have a special guest today, Brian. Who do we have with us today? Uh, we have our friend Jackie Smith from the Jackie Poetry Podcast, uh, whom we actually met when I was down in, uh, uh, we were both down in Miami. I was filming something with a friend of mine who's also another sponsor, What's Good uh, CBD. Um, he's got his store open now. It's whatsgoodcbd.com where he's got gummies, carts, oils, all that, all that uh, type thing. But I actually met Jackie, we were on South Beach, right? Is that, that that's yeah. where we're at, right? <laughs> Yeah. Um, we were uh, we were filming a segment for the YouTube channel, um, and we were just asking people for good news on the street. And you you actually came up to us. We didn't we didn't come <laughs> up to you. You snuck up on us. Hey, I what, did. I seen what you doing, Jay? I was like, let me be a part of it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, gee, I was just telling Jackie. Uh, I was telling our viewers about how we met. Um, we were on. I was South listening. Street. I'm yeah, paying we, attention. Okay. Okay. You know, we can't really tell over here. Nah, nah, I'm good now. I'm good. Okay. I'm sorry, man. Listen, I've been eating edibles since last Monday. And it's been a little hard to get out of bed these last couple of days. <laughs> but Jackie, it's so good to have you on this show, man. When I heard that you did poetry, I got very excited. I, too, am, am a, a fellow poet. Oh, um, really? Yeah, poetry is my thing, man. Poetry saved my life. You Same, know? I feel you. I always say that as writers, man, we have a we have like an outlet that most people don't have when it comes to the things that trouble them in their lives. Mm -hmm. You get to write about it and get it out and share it with other people so other people can like relate to it and realize they're not alone. Mm -hmm. uh, I was I was uh, checking out some of your stuff. I like it, man. Oh, <laughs> stuff. Uh, my favorite Thank one you. was the 10, the 10 lessons I'll teach my daughter. Yeah, that, that was so many like that especially for her <laughs> that one and the prayer one were my were my uh my two favorite ones that actually hit me the letters Thank to my daughter i cried a little I'm, I'm not <laughs> i'm not such a such a thug that i can't admit that uh i cried a little <laughs> on that one man because a lot of those things i taught my daughter you have and, uh, to what got yeah. you into poetry when did when did you start writing 
Um, I actually started when I was really young, but I never took it serious. I'd say when I was in like middle school, maybe. Um, my mom had always told me like, you know, you're such an angry person. <laughs> like you need to find an outlet to do something with yourself. Mm-hmm. And I've never really been into like sports or like that kind of thing. So I was like, all right, you know what? Maybe if I just start journaling every day, we'll see where it takes me. And I felt like it really did help. Like he said, it's like an outlet. Um, you don't realize how much like a paper and a pen will mean to you until you're there and you're like, okay, I'm getting out what I'm trying to say. So it started with journaling. And then I was like, I think I can go deeper than this. Like I wasn't really, I wanted to tell a story, but I didn't know how. So I started to listen to like spoken words on YouTube. And I thought like, okay, I could do this. You know, it sounds easy enough. So then when I hit maybe my freshman year in high school, I wanted to start like getting involved in poetry slams. Mm-hmm. Um, and where I'm from, like I'm from Worcester, Massachusetts. There's not yes, like, that's a what it was. I, I couldn't remember yeah. where from. Ma- Massachusetts. That's right. Um, and it's one of the worst places to have to pronounce. <laughs> so I mean, when I go out there, cause they're like, where you going? I'm like, Massachusetts, Mass- Massachusetts. I can't, I can't figure it out, oh man. I'm sorry. God. Everybody says it different. Lips. It's okay. <laughs> I just say um, mass. Mass. Mass is the easiest yeah. way to say. It. Just say mass. That's it. That's all. If you don't mind um, me asking, what what uh is your is your uh, ethnic background? So I am mixed. I'm just black and white. <laughs> just black but and white. That's You're all I got. <laughs> <laughs> You can't have it much simpler than that. I'm mixed. No, because black and my white. parents don't even know what they are, so. I mean, does it even matter? No, I don't know. <laughs> People get so caught up on that, man. I got to be honest. Me being Puerto Rican and knowing I'm Puerto Rican doesn't make me any much of a better person. It doesn't give me much more pride in Puerto Rico or anything like that. You it's know? Like, it makes you worse of a person, actually. Does it? You think it does? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so you have a daughter? Yeah, she's three. Three mm. years old. You are in it, man. You ready to go back to first grade? <laughs> Whenever Man. parents tell me they got young kids, I'm like, you ready to go back to school? <laughs> ah, that's I'm the worst so part. scared. Ah. That's the worst part. I got two kids. They're both older now. But the worst part is you got to go back to school. Yeah. I'm saying it's like you're going back to school. They go back to school. Yeah. You're going back to school. You're going back. Oh, you're my God. All the shit that they learned again. Yeah. Realize how dumb you are. That's what I'm scared of. I feel like I'm going to get real frustrated. Like, I don't know how to do this. Like, I can't help you, girl. What what my son talk about how I used to do school with him, how I used to teach him and do homework. He would sound like I was an abusive father. <laughs> He's like, you would always be yelling at me. I'm like, because you would never listen. I didn't start yeah. off. Like, you know what I'm saying? I would give you a good like fucking 45 minutes of patience. But then after a while, if you're not listening, dog, I'm going to scream on you. <laughs> Three years old. So she's not even in school yet. No, she starts this September. In preschool. Ah. So, so what is it you do? You said you work. What do you do uh, other than than poetry? Yeah, um, I really just I go to school right now. I'm in college. Um, I'm almost finished. I go for liberal arts media because I wanted oh. to be a journalist or like a news anchor. Um, and yeah, I work in the healthcare field. I just help take care of people every day, help them with like their basic needs. Um, I feel like that's it. Oh, I do hair too. I mean. That's what's up. I do hair too every day. I get rid of my own. Every day I got to do it. I do hair every day. I just did my hair. 
You know, people think it's easy being bald. I'm like, dude, I got to comb my head with a razor every day. <laughs> you know, instead of a brush, I use a razor. What hey. Are you gonna do? <laughs> what are you going to do, man? So how long have you been doing poetry? Um, For a while, but I think I started to take it serious maybe the la- within the last three years. You got very good stuff. It's very honest, you know. Thank it's, you. It's uh, it's it's yeah. I sat down. I smoked a little blunt, drank coffee, and checked them out. You know what's the what's the site that you're on? If people want to check out your um poetry, so I'm on Spotify. Yeah, um, I'm also good. on like the Apple Podcast for people who have like iPhones. But yeah, mainly it is Spotify. Um, if they do want to check me out, and that's the title. Yeah, we'll put the yeah I didn't check out the five fingers yet. I want to check that one out. Yeah, it's very good stuff, man. I'll tell you, I, I love poetry. For me personally, you know, I started uh, off in hip-hop writing, which is basically poetry. But, you know, I was writing songs in hip-hop. Mm-hmm. And then um, when I started going through my divorce, I, uh, I was kind of going a little crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like I was feeling a lot of different emotions going on inside. And one day I just picked up a pen and a paper and I started writing and uh, I didn't even realize I was writing poetry. Right. I was just writing just to get shit off my chest and to get shit out of my head, you know? Mm-hmm. And I just started getting into poetry and I just kept writing and writing and writing, man. I got at least, uh, I don't even know how many I've written. Um, I've written a couple of Psalms. Uh, listening to your prayer one, I realized that you're a very spiritual person. Um, I'm trying. <laughs> I, well, that's all we can do is try. Right. That's what, that's you know what I'm saying? No, about, if, yeah. if we were perfect, we'd be Jesus. <laughs> and people would be worshiping us you know what i'm saying yeah. but um but there was a sincerity in that that i listened to when you were talking about the prayer and it and it's it's definitely uh that's how you know like when it's from the heart when it when it connects with yours in the same way you understand what i'm saying like i heard it and i was like yeah man i need to get back on track <laughs> I, I was listening like to that shit i was like word i need to get back on track man this chick making me depressed right now i'm sitting there smoking <laughs> the blood Got a little little gangster tea <laughs> outside, and I'm like, I'm sorry, God. I know I fucked up. Yeah, this morning I, I was listening to him like about an hour ago, and I kind of had the the same thing on some of them. So, who who does the music in in the background for those? Is that your music also? Really? Okay. Yeah. Oh, you do music as well, or you just well, add the music? I just. I don't really do it. I know people who have like one of my one of my really close friends. Um, she had taught me basically how to put together a podcast, and like I run everything by her. Okay. So she had taught me like the technology aspect of it, the music. Um, I don't do the music. I like, take pieces and I kind of like remix it and like put it together. Got it. Um, so like that. That's cool. Yeah, because I was listening to it. Like it, it's kind of like like spoken word song. Yeah, I wanted to give it like a different vibe. I didn't just want to talk. Yeah, a couple of them I was just like, I was like, oh, this this beat's like pretty catchy too, you know? <laughs> I was like kind of yeah. getting out to it. <laughs> so you said you were in school also. How much longer you got in school? Is this your last year? Or you last what's going year. On? My last year. And what school, what school do you go to? I actually go to a community college. It's called QCC. Um, QCC, I've heard of that. Yeah, just a community school, but almost done. Yo, I feel you, man. And uh, shit, I got questions, but I just can't get them all in my head. I'm a little burnt, and I'm trying to multitask here. 
I'm, I'm a little. <laughs> this is what happens on the Sunday morning editions of uh, of the Radio Two podcast. Yeah, don't. I'm sorry. It, it don't takes mind. Gary a few minutes to, uh, to, to to warm up. To, to warm up. I'm sitting there trying to get my first L of the day, but I didn't get no weed. My man upstairs is still sleeping, so I wasn't able to get no weed. So I'm sitting here trying, like you know, to build one. I'm doing the dirty oh, one right now. So I'm building one out of all the roaches that I have around the house. Oh, my God. I'm trying to multitask, man. Uh, so, know. gee, I, so the, I don't know if you fully heard the origin story of how me and Jackie actually came together. It was we, we met down on South Beach, and Jackie hasn't seen the video yet. Do you want to play it? Do you want to see your, your part in it? Yeah, yeah. Show her a part, man. Let's see it. You want to see it or I no? I saw it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it. yeah, we can see it. All right. All right here we go. It was good. The full the full video is awesome, and if you want to check it out, you can uh, uh, yeah, check out the the, 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 YouTube, the YouTube channel. Okay, uh, you guys see it? Yeah, see a big blur. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> You want to participate? Yeah, what are you guys doing? Uh, spreading good news. Yeah. You're spreading good news? Yeah, we're a good news organization. Oh, hey, wow. Let me put my... Podcast. Let me, you have a podcast? Yes, I spread good news. Really? You want to guest Damn, on my show? Wow. I have a podcast also. Do you really? Yeah, it's called Rady G with Gary G. Garcia and Brian Licata. He's a, he's a comedian and I, I just produced the show for him. Wow, Yeah, good. do you have an Instagram or something? What's your podcast name? It's a poetry podcast. Poetry, very it's cool. It's called Jackie's Poetry Podcast. Okay. Yo, uh, Brian, what's up with that video work there? I noticed you kind of checked around a little bit with the camera over there. I was uh, like, damn, Brian. I was was pulling my phone out. That's what was happening. (laughs) It happens sometimes when you're on the street, bro. You're like holding, you know, all this equipment. So I know you had a lot of stuff. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Oh, you're so strong. Got all this stuff. Brian. Yeah, you jumped right in that, huh? Didn't you? Yeah. You're smart. Hey, listen, people, that goes to show you shit, man. She's smart. She saw something going down. She said, let's you see what this to. is. And let's see. Listen, success is when opportunity meets preparation. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Had you not walked up to him, not even like this is a great fucking podcast, but we doing things. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we that doing things. We start on a bubble. We start on a bubble. You know what I'm saying? We can't, right. can't get nowhere without starting at the beginning. So exactly. it, it is a blessing to have y'all on. You are actually only the third female we've had on. And oh, you are actually the first female that's not a comedian. That's why I was so excited. I was actually a little nervous. because I'm like, oh, she's not a comedian. I could be funny. No, no, no. But you know what it is? Yeah, but can you be dark and twisted in your mind? <laughs> Maybe. Did you, did you listen because, to some, to some because, of the poetry, man? Some of it was pretty, uh, it was wrong. Yeah, but man. it wasn't dark and twisted. It, it wasn't was actually, dark, no. It was all like she said. It was kind of gospel, man. You know, it was good news. She was spreading some knowledge and good news. And, and, uh, and um, you know, like what I heard was like a lot of, uh, there's a lot of questions in those last two that I liked. That's what I liked about it. It was a lot more of like, you don't know the answers. You're looking for the answers. And the one with your daughter was just amazing. That one was, was, was amazing. I actually sent that one out to a couple of people to check out that I think that I think would like him. And I'm upset because I actually, I write poetry too. And I want to share some of them with you and have you share something, but I can't find my book. And when I say I can't find my book, it's crazy because I have nothing in this house. Like, there's no place for anything to get lost. And yet I'm looking around. I'm like, where the fuck did I put that book? I don't know. You know. Well, watch when you end this. You're going to find it. Well, I found, I have one book because I have a book that I write shit in. 
And then I have one that when I, when I finish it, I write, rewrite it in that book. Mm-hmm. When you write, do you write with a pen and paper or do you type out? Yeah. Well, it depends. Like when like the thoughts are coming to me, I just pull out my phone, but then I do put it on pen and paper because like, I have to see it. And like you said, you write it down and then you rewrite it. I do yeah. that too. I feel that when you write it, because I never used to write anything. Like when mm-hmm. I used to do music, I never wrote anything. I used to just keep it up here in my head and work it out in my head and keep doing it over. And then uh, my brother had told me one time, Gary, you really need to start writing it down. There's a difference. Yeah. You feel the difference when you write it down, yeah. right? It's like yeah. it actually becomes a little more alive when you see yourself mm-hmm. writing it and you're able to look back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I prefer definitely to, to hand write shit than to than to uh, type it out. It's not the same. You don't get that yeah. same connection with it. You know, I also feel like when you're, when you're writing it out and you look back and you read it, it opens your mind more to uh, expand on it rather than just, um, you know, go by what you think sounds good in your head. Yeah, I agree with that. You know? Um, Have you performed anywhere? Like any of your poetry in, in, in person or live? Do you do any like uh, shows or anything like that? Uh-huh. I did when I was in high school as a part of like some poetry club and we went and we did a few competitions, but recently, no. Cause like I was saying in Massachusetts, it's really hard to find, um, there's like no really creative outlets or sources and stuff like that. Um, like out in Boston, that's like the main area there is, right. it's hard to find, like, it's hard to be a part of stuff out here. Um, like really not that sucks now I got a question so you're in Boston now you're yeah. in Massachusetts now yeah. so you were what just out vacationing uh, when you met, ran into <laughs> Brian yeah it was for my birthday yep oh that's what it was it was your birthday yeah okay yep we uh, how like- old are you if you don't mind me asking of course I'm you don't 22. mind you're young 22 yeah. 22 then never mind you don't start mine until you're like 36 <laughs> then you're like you don't ask I'm about your age bit. Halfway Once they there. hit 36, you're like, you don't ask a woman your age. When you're 22, you're like, how old are you? 22. Yeah, 22. They don't give a shit, they don't give a shit when they're 22. <laughs> you know, I think I don't mind people asking me my age, man. I think getting old is a beautiful thing. I think I think uh, women should embrace it more, to be honest. You know, yeah. I think women, women should definitely embrace that more. And there'd be a lot more joy and joy takes away wrinkles. Did you know that, ladies? <laughs> so does Nathan. Actually, it's not true. <laughs> uh, that's not true. I don't think that's true. But if it's not true, then it's perfect for the show. <laughs> if it's not true, then it's perfect for the show, right? I'm ready to roll now. Now we're good. You're, you're, you're right over there. You got to go. I'll be all right. Yeah. So, with, okay. so with, with your writing process, you, you kind of just start anytime something comes in your head and then you get it into the phone and then it eventually moves to paper is it all kind of like one straight process or is it like you pick it up and stop pick it up and stop well lately it's been more of like picking it up and stopping so like i have a few projects right now i'm actually coming out with like a season two um of my podcast and it's been hard trying to get creative again because i feel like when you do stop it's like okay you stopped you're relaxed but i do get like just ideas I put it down in my phone um I'll bring it to paper and then I will stop just because like I'm busy so I feel like I never have time to go back and finish my work so I have a lot of unfinished pieces um and it makes it kind of hard because then you forget like where you were going with the work yeah 100 percent. so I'm trying to just get back focused on it 
more. Um, but yeah, it's like a process. It definitely starts here and then moves to my phone and then we get it going somehow. I have more or less the same, same process with, with videos. I mean, I have tons of unedited projects yeah. that I've just shot and just, if you don't get to it within a certain period of time, it just stays on mm-hmm. the hard drive and it's just, it's just gone. Um, yeah. Oh, I know. I, I know, Brian. I know how things disappear. Ooh, when I, said it. I know how things disappear. Do you find that there's a certain time? Like, do you tend to write more when you're happy or tend to write more when things are kind of all fucked up and, and you're, you're trying to, you know, and, and you're struggling. See, for me, I, I always write when I'm struggling, when I'm happy. I don't, I don't really write to be honest. I feel like I got to be suffering in order to write some shit. That's crazy. Cause I was just, um, telling someone that like I have to be sad or not just sad, but like just going through a really rough time. And that's when my best work does come out. But when I am happy, I do try and write. Um, just because I want my poetry to show not just like the depressive side of things, but also how things get better. So I like the summer I started up my podcast, I was in a really bad place. So I think that's where like all my best work came from. And now I'm in a better place. So it's harder to write, but I do find myself like trying to write about the good things going on. Um, Not even just in my life, just from what I see in the world. Um, But no, definitely when I'm in a (laughs) worse predicament, I find myself writing better. Um, Can I ask personal questions? Just to get to like kind of get a build. Are are you a single mother or are you still with the baby's father? Um, sometimes. <laughs> all right, not a listen, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that at sometimes all. Sometimes for both. I mean, right now we're in a really good place, like especially when it comes to parenting. That's awesome. Um, but I think because we're really young, we're both trying to navigate where we want to be in our own lives. Um, so we're trying to figure it out. All right, it's cool, but you still, you know, you got a good relationship, y'all in it yeah. together, raising. That's the main thing. Yeah. You know, like but I try to tell people when it comes to kids, man, it's it's better to get along whether it works out between y'all or not. It's better to get along for the child. I get along with my ex-wife as long as we don't talk. <laughs> as long as I ain't got to talk to her, we get along. As long as she don't got to talk to you, you get along. That's really. Nah, I mean, yeah. I mean, you know what's so funny is I'd like to think that I'm the innocent one, but I tend to just, I'm, I'm a comedian. I say stupid shit all the time. I can't help it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like, I'll say stupid things to antagonize, not even realizing I'm doing it. You know? Does he live that's out there with men. you? Huh? What happened? I said, that's all men. <laughs> um, yeah, fuck it. I don't give a shit. That's all men. <laughs> I'll take it. I'm real quick to say that's all women about everything. <laughs> You know that's why? why I'm always that's I why I'm always it. nervous when I have a woman on the show. Well, when you were coming on and you're not a comedian because comedians <laughs> could deal with my mind and the stupid shit that comes out my mouth. And when I'm dealing with regular people, sometimes I'm like, oh, I got to watch what I say. I don't want to, you know, we got a fellow yeah. artist over here, G, you know? Yeah, I know. But she's a poet. Poets are different, man. I can take the heat. It's OK. I swear. All right. All right. I just, I'm just trying to, you know, navigate through this without <laughs> getting canceled. <laughs> nah, you know, the truth is, I'm, a, I'm an old school dude, man. You know, I'm an old school dude, and sometimes my um, the way I look at things sometimes can uh, can fuck people up. You know, I had someone tell me yesterday uh, that she was mad at me for my performance because I talked about COVID, and she says she's tired of hearing about COVID. That I need to tell more fart 
and shit jokes and dick jokes. A woman told you that after the show? Right. After the show. You need to tell more farts and dick jokes. I said, that's what we got Buddha for. <laughs> what? It's what he does. You know what I'm saying? I just can't do it. My mind can't sit there and just tell, you know, pointless shit. You know, I told her, listen, if you didn't like it, you should have left. I was the last one on. You wasn't missing nobody. <laughs> you know, everybody else enjoyed themselves. You can't please everybody. You no, know? you can't. Um, <clears throat> so what is it you are... Uh, are you looking to like publish, get your stuff published, put your stuff out there? Or is, or is poetry just something you do to like, you know, you can do it. You're an artist. You have the ability to do it. So you do it. But you're more focused on like something else. Is it like a big, is it a big thing for you? No, it's hard. It is poetry hard. so fucking hard, man. <laughs> it's People so like, oh, anybody can write. But that's not true because. It's just, it's a lot of work and time. I definitely, this is something I see myself doing forever. I definitely want to um, have it published. I want it to reach a bigger audience. Um, this is like definitely my, my dream, I think, for now. <laughs> that's, that's, that's honest right there. I think for now. Because <laughs> you're, you're wise enough to understand that you're young. Dreams change, you know? Yeah, definitely. That's what I always tell people, man. Don't be afraid to let your dreams change, man. You know? That's how you find your purpose. Like I did music for 30 years and, you know, I thought that that's what I was going to be doing. And then after that, I did the marriage life and I did that for 25 years. And I thought I, that's what I was going to be doing. Now here it is. I'm doing kind. You never know where, where this life's going to lead you. Um, yeah. But there was so many times, so many different ages. I felt like this was it. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, this is what yeah. I'm doing. And then like, I look back and I'm like, damn, that was six years ago. I was doing that. I thought I'd be doing that for the rest of my life. You know? Honestly, and I feel like, your life since life's always changing everything's always just going i don't think i'd ever want to just do one thing for the rest of my life permanently that's just i don't know it sounds boring to me i mean like you can have a dream and pursue it and love it but like you said like you did music and you thought that was it but then you realize like okay maybe that's not it maybe this is it it's okay to just love something and leave it behind and keep going and love something else yeah i mean for me personally it was just it was just a matter of of uh you know, knowing what it is, you, you got to know what it is you're getting into also. You got to be honest with yourself, mm -hmm. you know. And and at the time, you know, I was just coming out of the marriage. I started doing music again. But the truth is, the music is such a grind now, too, man. It's such a grind to do music. You got to give it away for free. You know, you can't mm -hmm. even, like, sell it no more. You got to give it away for free and just hope people show up for your shows. Yeah. But it was, it was a thing of, you know, I did hip-hop. Hip-hop is a young man's game. You know, unless unless you've been in it you know, from a young man, then they'll stay with you into the older years. But older yeah. dudes coming into the game, no matter how dope you are, it's a very hard thing to do. So yeah. it became a thing of, uh, you know. I can't really think of anybody who's come come in, like, like late, late. Like Not in hip-hop. Yeah, like like 40? That does, it never happens, does it? No, nah, nah. I mean, you got hip-hop artists now that are legends in their 40s, early 50s. And they're not even like they come out with a new album and they don't like KRS just came out with a new album. Did you know that? No. Yeah. <laughs> no, How don't you know that KRS just came out? It's KRS. How don't you know he came out with a new album? Because they don't, you know, the game is a very weird game. That's why the poetry game, man, like I write poetry. Um, I definitely want to get some of my stuff published. But like, it's like, what do you like? I don't even know how to start the game of poetry, man. Well, poetry. I, I, man, I think a, re a really good idea, a, idea that I was thinking about is... Um, 
like your poetry, some of them are, are, are they're short, right? They're what, two, three minutes? They're all three minutes, yeah. about three minutes. You could, yeah. you could just do something about. where, you know, you just take your phone and you record yourself reading it and then put some video clips over it and post it, you know, on Instagram or something like that to get people mm-hmm. to listen to it. Like how we do with the clips for the show. Yeah, I would think, I think now that would be with, really cool to kind of get like, like just. Yeah, the truth is now with the internet, it's one of the good things about the internet is that you can actually create your own lane. You that's know. so true especially i know there's so many social media outlets tiktok being like the biggest one right now yeah and i mean and, and poetry is one of those things where like so many people love it but it's so like it's like comedy it's kind of like not respected in a lot of ways Definitely. It's, it's almost just like there's no avenue to really find it like it's not going to be on tv it's not going to mm-hmm. be like at a big concert hall it's- well it used to be when they had uh deaf poetry when they used to have the death yeah. poetry shit, that's that brought poetry to the front a lot. My boy actually, um, you ever seen the movie uh, ATL? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With uh, what's his name? You remember that that character Brooklyn with the cast? That through the whole movie he had a cast on, and he was the one roller skating with them all the time. That's oh, my yeah. boy. Yeah, that's my boy, man. Um, I'll be, I'll be back. His name is, and he started in poetry. He did the deaf poetry thing. Me and him were mad tight. He used to do a lot of poetry. And the kids are deep, dude. You should check him out. I'll be back. A L B B A C K. And uh, yeah, he started doing poetry, and he got he got like noticed off of deaf comedy. But yeah, man. I mean, I I love poetry, and I really want to get my stuff out there. So I, I've been thinking a lot about trying to get it published. Hey man, we you can pu- we can publish it. We can put it out as you know a, se- a segment on the channel. We could just you know I'm thinking of calling it "Letters from a Lonely Lion." I like that. Let's see if anyone <laughs> else does, man. Yeah, <laughs> hey, it doesn't matter if they like it. It's just for you. I mean, I everything I always do is for me. I'm a very exactly. selfish person like that. You know what I'm saying? Like everything I do as far as like my career and all that. And like I do comedy for me and nobody liked it. But you know what's so funny about comedy and poetry? It's one of those things that anybody thinks they can do. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like I, there's like, I ain't gonna lie. I was a little apprehensive. I'm always apprehensive when it comes to poets because they'll say I'm a poet. And then you go and you listen to or read their stuff. And you're like, yeah, these are your thoughts and everything. You know what I'm saying? But they're not. Yeah. You know, like you're writing down your feelings. I get it. You you were sad mm-hmm. or you were this or you were that, but I'm reading it and I'm going, it's just you writing, you know, it, it doesn't make you a poet. I you know what I'm saying? And just because the words rhyme. Just because the words rhyme, right. Which, which you know what I'm saying? Like, like it's the same thing with comedy. People think they could just go up there. You don't see that with music. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't really see that with music or, or instrument playing where people are dancing where everybody thinks they could just do it. Right. You know, but for some reason, poetry and comedy, I'll be like, oh, I'm a poet. I'll sit down, I'll, I'll read this stuff, and I'll be like, oh, God. And they'll be like, check this one out. I'll be like, oh, God. But then, <laughs> but then I, uh, I listen to your stuff, and from the first one, like I went right, right when I saw a prayer, I said, let me check out prayer. And when I, when I checked out prayer and I heard the things you were saying, I was like, shit, I, I just had this conversation with God like three days ago. <laughs> That's exactly how I felt. I said, I just finished having this conversation with God three days ago. You know, and then I saw the other one with uh, the letters to you. And then I was just like, all right, yeah, this is going to be a good show. I'm, <laughs> you know, this chick got a very intellectual, she's spiritual. She got intellectual mind. Let's rock and roll. You know, so it is a pleasure it's, to have you on here. Hear you say that because like me as um, 
me trying to like become a poet or a writer or whatever the case you never see things like that for yourself because the same way you were describing like everyone thinks they're a poet they just write down their feelings that's all it really is to me um or like I just try and put myself in other people's shoes because sometimes the stuff I write it has nothing to do with my life experience but somebody I met their life experience and I'm trying to make it like I'm trying to tell their story through my eyes like what I would what I would do in that situation or whatever the case may be. And it's so hard. If you're a real poet, that's what you do. You want to change people's view on things or you want to help them or you just want to show them that it's all going to be okay. Um, Well, you want to shine some light on something, you know? Yeah. There's so much like topics that come into poetry. Like I feel like when you're a poet, you just never want to stop writing because there's just always something to say about anything. That's why that's, I mean, that's really why I like doing video. You know, I don't really have any stories that I want to tell, but I like telling other people's stories. Yeah. Right. It's the same thing. Like, you, I can, I can do something that can bring somebody else's story to life, you know, for other people yeah. to see. Do you know your, do you know your poems by heart? Are you able to like recite a poem by heart? Um, we can play one. If you want. I know one. We um, will play I, one. But give one when I hear them, I know them, but yeah. No. Nah, neither do I. That's crazy. <laughs> no, it's fucking crazy because I don't I have to read my poems. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I have to read them. I can't, I can't remember them, which is so right. odd because everything else that I do, I remember. Like music, I never really right. wrote it I down. I was about to say, like you remember songs and stuff, but it's hard. I don't know. I can't remember memorize. My memory even, is trash. Even my short ones. Like I got ones that are like maybe four lines. You know, because what I would do is I would just sit down, pick up the pen, not even think. I found out later it was, it, the style is called free writing, where you really don't yeah. think about what you're writing. You just mm-hmm. write and then you go back and you look at what you wrote. And yeah. I would just sit down and write till I felt the stress was gone. You know, like till I felt that peace, not stress, but I felt that peace, you know, and sometimes it only took like five lines, four lines. And I'd be like, ooh. And I felt you that peace. And then, and then other times I would just be writing quicker than I could think, <laughs> you know, and then go back and be like, that's how I actually got into it. I just started writing one day and I looked back at what I wrote and I was like, damn, this is, uh, it's pretty good, you know, kind of poetic. So I hit my boy <laughs> up and I'm like, dude, I'm going to read you something. Don't, don't be like you corny, you know, cause all my people's gangsters and stupid motherfuckers like that. So I'm like, I'm like, you know, if you think it's corny, it's corny, but I'm going to read you something. And my man was like, yo, dude, that shit right there is poetry, yo. And I was like, is it? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, man, that shit is poetry. And I just kept doing it. And uh, it got me through, you know, it kept my family alive, in all honesty. It really did, man. When I started having these crazy thoughts of, you know, doing stupid shit. That's why when I see things with families and people like bugging out and killing whole families, it's like I sit there and I go, I get it which is a sad, you know, a sad thing to be able to relate to. You know what I'm saying? But I was able to relate to it. Like, I get it. Shit was crazy and your mind went, because mine almost did it. That's why I love poetry, because mine almost did it. And poetry saved saved my life and the lives of the people around me, man. You know, because I was able to write it out. Mm -hmm. And whether you're a poet or not, people, you know, I believe getting shit off your chest is the best way to do it. And sometimes if you just need to write down what the fuck's going through your head, man? Feel free to let it out. Definitely. You know? But if it's dark thoughts, make sure you get rid of that paper after you mm. finish writing it. 
because if you fuck up and do something stupid, they will go back to that poetry and they will hold that shit against you. Right. <laughs> Yo, all right. I've just been watching. This is this is what we do. I wind up just getting into stupid shit. So <laughs> feel free. I've been watching because I get I, I'm very into like um forensic files and shit like that. Right. I watch a lot of those forensic files and first 48. But the new shit I just started watching is the innocent tapes from the innocent program. What's That's that the on? program. The innocent on Netflix. Oh, okay. Um, you know what the innocent program is, right? The innocence program is the program uh, created to run DNA analysis on people project. who are already in jail project. who claim to be innocent. Yeah, the project. innocence project. The innocent project, yeah. Yeah. What did I call it? In- innocence project. Yeah, innocence yeah. project. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, and they, they've gotten mad people that were put in jail, you know, and they were innocent and they, uh, and they get them out. That's what they do. So I was watching this before I started watching this, I actually watched this thing called the staircase. And, uh, like I always had very little, I've always had very little faith in the justice system being Puerto Mm -hmm. Rican growing up in the hood. You know, I've always had very little faith in it, but it's scary when you see that system fucking over white people, white males, even more. That's when you sit there and go, damn, these people will put anybody in jail that they want to put in jail. Dude, it's insane how like this one dude was in jail, right? They put him in jail for raping and murdering this little girl. And what what a thing to go to jail for if you didn't do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, like to go to jail for something you didn't do is bad enough. But to be right. in there for raping and murdering a little girl and you didn't do it. And uh, they found a dude who confessed. They ran the DNA because at the time they didn't have DNA analysis. And it wound up it was the dude who confessed. They still wouldn't let this dude out of jail. Really? They were saying just because he didn't rape her doesn't mean he wasn't there for the killing. Meanwhile, the dude never said he was there. These two dudes never interacted with each other. They had two murders the same way, the same exact way, these two murders. The dude did them both, but they had two different people in jail for it. Wow. And even when the second one came out, and it was exactly like the first one that they were saying, oh, it's a copy. You know what kills me is, is that they won't admit, like the state never admits they're wrong. They'll never yeah. admit they're wrong. The Fed doesn't either, bro. You they know? Don't. Yeah. Yeah. The, they don't. Yeah. That's what kills me with this whole law shit is that they don't admit. Like, if you're wrong, you're wrong. I would have you a know, lot more respect. And find what other happened? ways. Or, except they'd rather just cover it up or find other ways to go around it. And, like, that's just how it is, honestly. That's why I don't trust the legal. Like you said, I don't trust the legal system or anything because they just want somebody to pin whatever the crime is yo and it's like it doesn't matter like my thing is i get it you were going after this person you thought it was that person but now you're starting to see evidence and stuff that says it's not that person why can't you just turn around and be like we were wrong mm-hmm. we were wrong it would make it that much more easier to trust you if you're able to admit you're wrong Same. i don't trust there's two people i don't trust i don't trust people who say trust me and i don't <laughs> trust people who are never wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're never wrong. Something ain't right there. 
They had this dude that I was telling you about, that dude, Michael Peterson. He went to jail oh, for yeah, murder yeah, yeah. his wife. They had this dude fighting this thing for like over 20 years to the point where they finally, even though they were able to prove that the forensics was tainted, that the science was kind of like just made up to fit their theory, they still wanted to keep this dude in jail and they wouldn't let him go, even though he did eight years in jail already. He was fighting this battle for 15 years. They took all his money. He was the author, so he had money. But they took all his money. Now he's broke. And eventually he pleaded basically a no contest where you're, you'll get the same verdict as if you're guilty. But you're not going to say you're guilty. Right? So that's the thing. They say, listen, if you plead to this, we'll let you go. Because the time that we're going to give you you actually did that time already in the seven, eight years. So you'll be able to leave free, but it'll be on your record that you were found guilty of a fucking class D felony, yo. That's crazy. And, and the dude took it because him and his family were so tired of constantly, you're talking 20 years of going to court, 20 yeah. years of listening to your 911 call over and over of you crying, mm -hmm. you know, 20 years. And then you have to hear all these people accuse you of something that you know you didn't do. And they want you to go through that again. And when he, when, he, um, when he took the deal, the sister of his wife who fell down the stairs, you know, from all accounts, she fell down the stairs. But this lady wants to believe it was the husband, you know, and she refuses to look at any of the evidence. And she's just angry. And she keeps saying, I want justice. And she doesn't want justice. She wants revenge for her sister. Who yeah. Fell down the steps. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And it's so crazy how, like, the dude took the deal so that he could just be with his family. He's like 70-something years old. You know, they've been beating him out. 20 years so that he doesn't have to deal with it no more. And then right away, they're like, he's guilty. No innocent person would take that plea. Of course they would. I would have took it. I would have took it. I never gave a fuck about permanent records. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I would have took it. I would have been like, wait a minute. You sit there and you tell me I don't have to say I confess I'm guilty. And you're going to let me go. All I got to do is say I'll take the guilty fucking Albert, I think it's called, plea. Where you don't really say you did it, but they're going to give you the penalty as if you did it. I would have did it, too. I don't People know. People don't like realize it's all about money. They just take your money, take your money, take your money. Yeah, well, you know what? Let me go. I can't do it no more. But then the rebel in me says I wouldn't. <laughs> it's hard to tell, you know, but it's hard because he had daughters, he had sons. They're all going through it together, even though it's funny because the two, the two sons were like, just take the deal. And the daughters were like, listen, we're not kids anymore. You know, 20 years pass. We could deal with it, you know. But then again, you know, there's no... It doesn't matter if you're innocent. There's no telling what that jury is going to bring back. And, and let me tell you something, man. That, them juries are filled with idiots. The more you hear these juries speak, they're filled with idiots. That dude basically went to jail because he was gay. Well, he was bisexual. That's why they sent him to jail. Really? Basically. You know, because the sister, they, they had asked the sister if they ever saw the wife and him ever get into a fight. And she said... I've never seen a more loving, trusting, caring, and together relationship than him and her. 
But then it found out that he was bisexual. They found on his computer that he was looking at all these, you know, gay websites and shit. Mm-hmm. Now, all of a sudden, he's a piece of shit. That's not necessarily proof either. That means right. nothing. Uh, it doesn't mean Just anything. The dude likes a dangling don't mean shit. That don't right. make him a killer. That makes yeah. him a killer. What the fuck does that? And then they're saying they're saying that and they let them bring that into court because they said it went against him having a happy relationship. But like what? And he's sitting there and he's like, she knew. He said she knew, which I would have to believe if you're married for that many years, you know. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you know. And they were like, well, did you talk about it? And he said, we didn't have the long conversations about it, but she knew. And I understand that. And you're telling me that there's not a woman who could love that man because of the relationship they have and accept the fact that, you know, he's into dudes too. There's not a woman out there that could accept that. I think there is. No, definitely. Especially I mean, I know there's a bunch that can't, but I think there's a couple that can. Mm-hmm. You know, especially a person who sits there and looks at how he is to her and the way he treats her and her kids, mm-hmm. you know. And then one of the daughters who went against him was like, I didn't know who he was because I never saw that side of him. So what did you want him to do? Bring dudes home? <laughs> and mind you, he never stepped out on her. He just, you know, he was into it. He never, he was supposed to hook up with one dude and they never hooked up. So technically he never cheated on her. So then why is any of that even in, because they were yeah. using that as a motive. You know, they were saying that she found that stuff on the computer, confronted him about it, and he killed her. <laughs> and these people in the jury were like, that makes sense. <laughs> That's why juries, man, you can't trust juries at all. I mean, look at that Ratcliffe. Remember Ratcliffe, the kid who was shooting and they let him go, self-defense, just recently? It was just recently, that young kid that he went out to... Uh, Where'd he go? Where he freaking that he was crying on the stand and they let him go and they sit there and call it self-defense. I'm like, the kid was home. Are you talking about the, you talking about the, the kid in Minnesota? Yeah. Radcliffe. Wasn't that his no, name? No, it wasn't Radcliffe. It was what was his name? I'm close. <laughs> Look it up. That's what you're here for, Brian. I'm, I'm, I'm up, uh, See what I'm saying? Like you get, look, he's all confused. I'm pretty sure if you put an R-A-T, it'll pop up. <laughs> That little rat. Yeah, the kid was at home. This is when all the riots were going on. Mm-hmm. Back when the lockdown was, you know, like in effect. And he yeah. went and got a gun and then went into another town, supposedly to, you know, protect the store. Oh, Rittenhouse. I- Kyle Rittenhouse. 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 Yeah, who's Ratcliffe? Yeah, you, I get you all these things. There. That's why I was like, what? Yeah, I get all these things. Rittenhouse. I get, that's the problem when you watch too much shit and your brain don't remember names. <laughs> You start combining everything. Yeah. That's why I love Simeon, dude. The dude we had on the show last week. He's got the wisdom that I got, but he's got knowledge. <laughs> I got wisdom with not a lot of knowledge. All my he, wisdom he is can re- Yeah, he can remember. He can remember. He remembers names, dates. Details. Really do. important details. Important details. Yeah. yeah, like actually the stuff you're supposed to tell people. We're really good at Rated G on essence and broad strokes, but nothing detailed. <laughs> the world is in danger, dog. I just got starting starting tomorrow, Monday. I'll be doing a segment on the morning show for the JoJo and Scotty morning show on FM radio. That's talking so about, cool. Talking about conspiracies. 
WZXL, right? What happened? What did you say? I said you'll have so much fun with that, it seems, because you'd be watching those shows and stuff. Oh yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be great. But no one should one of the scariest things people tell me is when they go when they go, Oh, I listen to your podcast, dog. Yo, I, I'm with everything you say. And I'm like, mm, that's scary, dog. Cause I'm not even with everything I say. I talk a lot of oh. shit. <laughs> I believe it all. Don't believe it all. I'm not, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just going off of what I read and see. I don't know anything. Yeah. You know, I don't know anything. <laughs> oh man, yo. It's fucking crazy. How are things in Massachusetts as far as uh like um you know, vaccinations and all that shit out there. Is that affecting y'all in any way or y'all just moving along in life? I feel like we're just moving along because we don't have like a mask mandate no more. A lot of people are like vaccinated. Um, I feel like I haven't heard nothing crazy about COVID lately. Yeah. Also, I don't watch the news because I just... That's the trick. That's too much. People don't realize that, man. That's the trick. Yeah. You can't watch the news, man. That's how you get peace. If you want to, you just got to shut it out. Don't read anything. It's so sad. No, it's just shut it out. You know, you're much happier. Yeah. All that shit. The internet, the news will have you thinking that this world is the worst that it's ever been. Literally, right. And it's not. It's the same as it's always been. Shitty mm -hmm. and people doing shitty things to each other people. That's exactly. how it's always been. Uh, hate, racism, it's not more now. It's just that now we see it mm -hmm. because There's of the more. internet. Yeah. The internet's made the world smaller too. You know, it makes everything seem like it's right at your, your, your front door. Like it happened with Vietnam. Vietnam was the first war that they actually had on like TV sets. Mm -hmm. It makes it feel like it's much closer than it actually is. Like all the shit that's going on in Russia right now, it's, it seems like yeah, a much I mean, bigger deal because it's, it's right there in front of us all the time. Right. It's a big deal for them. But day to day. But once again, I don't watch the news. So to me, it's like people say, what do you think about the Russia-Ukraine thing? I I'm know, like, I don't. Ask me my opinion. I'd be like, I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't. I don't think about it. You know, I, I'm a little upset at how, I, and I still can't figure out how it's affecting my gas prices. That's whoa, something we right. could talk about. You know, like, I don't understand how Russia is affecting my gas prices. I think <laughs> we get, what, maybe 15% of our oil from them or something like that. They're not the major people we get oil from, you know what I'm saying? So obviously that has nothing to do with why our gas well, what the is US is out. What the U.S. is trying to do is the U.S. is trying to move some Fuck of everybody. our gas. No, they're trying to move our, some of our oil that we have here and supply Europe with it because Europe, like 40% of the fuel that Europe gets is from, is from Russia. How about so, we just keep so, it and lower our prices? Well, yeah, I mean, that, that's great. But, you know, we, we have to, uh, I mean, Europe doesn't have any way to get oil if it's not from either us, Saudi Arabia, or Russia. So that we, sounds like a European problem. It is, but we need Europe to prevent Russia from just trampling all the way to England, bro. You know, we got to keep those economies afloat. Otherwise, otherwise, Europe will fall. Yeah, like it did, like it did during World War II. You know, they're just gonna they'll just keep moving. Man, can't the motherfuckers start getting their push-ups in, like start lifting weights or something, become stronger so that too we ain't got to fucking bro. protect them? They're too small. Like all those countries, they're only like 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 million people. They're, they're not very big. Russia's massive and has a massive amount of people. And a lot so of they tell us. I've them. never been there. <laughs> yeah, no, true. I don't believe anything they tell us. Oh my God. <laughs> but why, why, why is Russia such dicks then, dude? 
Well, I mean, here's here's the thing. Why? Why can't they just, you know, Listen, be happy bro. knowing that the big dude's on the block? No one's going <laughs> to fuck with him. What you have to understand is it's all about it's all about perspective, right? The U.S. has had tons of involvement in Ukraine. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to get U.N. to be part of of groups and organizations that will allow the U.S. to put, you know, bases and military troops right on Russia's doorstep. Imagine if Russia was like operating military bases in Mexico along the U.S. border. Like we'd be fucking pissed, especially if Mexico was part of the U.S. at, at one point. You know, well, can we all just get along, man? <laughs> I mean, why is everyone bugging out? Parents, I like, you know I, I like Russians. You Here's know? something I'm going to tell you. You want to know where it starts? It starts with the parents at this particular point. That's why if you look at these new, have you noticed the new army recruiting uh, propaganda that they're putting out? No. It's all like, you'll see this, you'll see the dude running through and the parents behind them. And the parents like, are you sure you want to do this? You know, it'd be like the mother behind the guy and he's like walking through with the machine gun. He's like, I can't think of anything else I'd rather do. And she goes, but you're going to be out here alone. And he's like, I'm not alone. And you see all the other army men with him. And then the next thing you know, they're in the house and it's the son and the mother. And he goes, so can I go? And then the mother walks up and hugs him and it says, their success starts with your, with your um, support. You know what I'm saying? Their success starts with your support. Because what's happening now is the parents that are coming up now are a lot like me. Like, my son wanted to go into the service. I told my son, you bugging. You ain't going to go fight their fucking war. They don't give a shit about you. You're going to go out there and what? Fight for poppy and fucking, you know, poppy fields and fucking oil and their agenda and kill, you know, little black and brown babies all over the country for them. You don't even know them. I don't know what their beef is with these countries. That's not my beef. Is it a cartoon that you're talking about? Is there like an animation? No, no, it's a straight cartoon? up, just just straight up. Yeah, it's like trying you know, to, trying to find it. It's the new, uh, the new recruiting uh, agenda they're doing, which they're going at the parents, and they're telling the parents to support their children because they know that parents know what time it is now. Yeah, and they're telling their kids, dude, you don't, you, I don't care how much you love Call of Duty, that's a video game. You're not going to fight for these people. You know what I'm saying? So now they're trying to get the parents now back into because if all the parents are like, yo, my kid's not going in there and -hmm. they raise their kids to know what that shit is really all about, because I know a lot of people who went into the military with great reasons in their own head. Same reason why I know a bunch of people became cops. They went in there with great, you know, like I'm going to do something good. And then they get in there and they realize this ain't this ain't what it's about. Like a lot of my friends have went to the army um, or the Navy or whatever the case may be. And they've come back like that wasn't even worth it. And like, I'm still, I still have to go back and they hate their lives or hate like what they're becoming, who they're becoming. And, and that's they hate why they're there. They realize yeah. they're not there for the reasons. One of my boys got sent out there and he was, he was guarding a poppy field. And he was like, I didn't come out here to guard poppy fields. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, drug lords and shit, you know? <laughs> well, see, the answer, the answer to that shit isn't that, isn't that simple, right? So, like, they were, they were guarding the poppy fields for these guys because they needed the, the support from the local guys because they're fighting a guerrilla war, right, in Afghanistan. And in order to, to, to fight the Taliban or whoever they wanted to get out, they needed to protect these guys and their source of income. Not to mention that they also needed to send the heroin back to the U.S., <laughs> To then use to fund CIA operations <laughs> in other places. Yeah, of course. 
but you know, it's, 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 you know, it's, it's sketchy business, you know, operating in, on, on, on world theater, especially when none of it is actual war. They're, they're right. mil- military operations, none of them being approved by Congress, which is, uh, is really how you get around all that. Right. Yeah. yeah, they learned that in Vietnam. <laughs> That's how you get around all of that. You know what I'm saying? It's a scary place, man. You got a three-year-old, three-year-old, man. Do you get stressed about it? I I definitely do. I mean, I think it's the reason why I don't want no more kids. Like, right? Like, just thinking about what she's going to have to go through 15 years from now or even, like, what's going to happen now with everything that is going on in the world. Um, I do be stressed, but I'm just going to prepare her for, like, whatever happens, happens, and that's just, that's that. And, I mean, you got, like, Obviously, from like I said, from the poetry that I listened to, you got faith. Yeah, definitely. You know? And that goes a long way. That's what I was telling Brian, man. Like we were talking to my man, uh, his name's Simeon. He uh, he was a he was a dean at his school, and he wouldn't get the vaccination, so he was let go. Not completely, but technically let go. They they keep you kind of on, so you can't. Yeah. So you mm-hmm. can't. You know, they want you to quit. You know, but he hasn't been working since like October. And, uh, you know, we were talking about how that's a tough decision to make. And I was just saying that when you have faith, it makes tough decisions a little more easier. That's crazy because um, at my job where I am now, um, they were making just in Massachusetts, it's not mandatory to get the vaccination. But I guess in the program that I work for, um, it's a nonprofit organization. And because we work with high risk people, they made it mandatory and Mm -hmm. I did not want to get the vaccination. Um, I just didn't believe in it. It's not something I would do. And they told me they had sent us all like a letter and it was like, Oh, um, we're going to put you on administration leave. If you don't have the vaccination by this date. Um, and like you said, it's not really them firing you, but they were like, yep. Like when you get it, you can come back. But they wanted me to like basically quit and all my bosses were just on me like you have to get it you have to get it you know at some point you're gonna need it and um so i ended up getting it and it just made me feel like like i just went against my own beliefs just for like money basically man so many people are gonna relate to what you say because i know especially in the medical field Mm -hmm. i know a lot of people in the medical field that uh had to get it yeah and, and they feel exactly the way you feel Go from being healthcare heroes to losing your job. Yeah, and they just feel exactly how you feel. Like, you know, the same they like cycle. they let themselves down more than anything. Yeah, you know? it's like really like, I don't know. I just, it sucks. Because it's, it's tough. Like, you have a daughter. You have to right? work. You have to, you know, it's, it's those tough, you know, it's, it's, it's where the rubber meets the road, man. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's tough. And it's only going to get tougher. Right. You know, it really is only going to get tougher. They're, they're going to find another way. This is going away, just like I said. You remember... Uh, Brian, when you asked me back on the first episode, we're like 50 something deep. Three years, right? Three, three or five. Did you say three, three years? I said, I said about three years. And then you said, where do you think it's going to go? And I said, it's just going to go away. (laughs) That's all it's going to do. It's just going to go away. And and people are not even going to realize that it went away. Mm-hmm. And that's where it is now. Like you look like you said, it's, just, the mandates, it's, it's going away. Yeah. It's in it's the process going of going away. In New it's York, just, the mandates just, of the mask and, and the vaccinations just, are starting to go away. Mm-hmm. And it's like, the question then becomes to me, why? Right. Like right. where, what scientifically has happened that is different than that, that they don't have to do that anymore. 
And they'll right. say, oh, well, people are vaccinated now. Yeah, but the vaccinated people still get it mm-hmm. and they can still carry it. So should the mask, if they were, still be completely mandated? Right. But they're like, nah, yeah, because they know people are getting tired. And that's what all these things are. These things are all tests to see how much they can push you. And I then agree. when they notice you start to push back, they'll pull back a little bit and they'll leave you right there. You know, like mm-hmm. gas will go up pretty high and then they'll pull it back to like $350, and everybody will be like, oh, it went back down to $350, $4. And you're like, $4 is still mad expensive, dog. It was like, yeah. like $320, like it, six weeks ago or something. <laughs> they were allowed to change that price, I think, up to four times a day, a day. Man, right now, I think out here it's like $450. I just paid $409 last night. Four oh nine, I would die to have that price. Like See, that's serious. what I'm saying. Yep. See, like, that's how they do it. They roll that price mad high, then they pull it back halfway, and everybody's like, "Whoo, it's no longer fucking ten dollars anymore." But it's still five dollars. Crazy. It's still five dollars, and all this is just a push to almost that the rise in like yeah, the last week or so. This is uh uh at uh November fourth, twenty twenty. So this is after COVID happened, 209. Double. Well, they had to bring it down because they had to get everybody back on the road. Double. You know? You know? Yeah, it's crazy. I remember being that, like, oh, my God. Look, you're dealing with genius people. These are people that sent money out, yeah. right? They let everybody stay home. They sent money out to everybody, mm-hmm. knowing full well that a good, a good 50% of those motherfuckers, like myself, was going to run out and buy cars. <laughs> And they saw it because they could see the sales of cars. And they're like, look at all these motherfuckers buying cars. And they were like, all right, cool. So they get the cars. Now that what they do, they raise the tolls and they raise the gas. Oh, my God. That's a brand new ride that I can't afford to drive anywhere. Man. I can't afford to drive it anywhere, man. That's just been sitting out there like right above E for the last two weeks. (laughs) That's crazy. So the other thing that's going on now is Russia is going to start making other countries buy their oil from them in rubles, where it used to be the U.S. dollar is what oil was traded in. So rubles. A, yeah, it's the Russian. It's the Russian money. Yeah, I know. It sounds corny. Yeah, rubles. but like, yeah, but what it does what is, is this it, fucking is it inflates it inflates the econ- like, uh, you know, the value of of that of that money, you know, and devalues the U.S. currency because it's being traded traded less. So what that does is it now switches to where the U.S. currency isn't isn't the most dominated currency, which is a it's problem. It's all bullshit. Well, it is, yeah, but it it could it could be bullshit that fucks us. It's all bullshit. Right. Inflation. You know what inflation is? Inflation is someone going, "I'm going to raise my prices because I can." That's what inflation is. Gas is going up. Then the dude who sells eggs goes, you know what? I'm raising my prices on my eggs. They're like, why? Why not? The gas just put his shit up. I'm putting my shit up too. You know what I'm saying? Then it's, you know, your rent goes up. The milk goes up. Soda goes up. Soda ain't even good for you. And that shit's mad expensive now, man. I used to buy three liters soda for 99 cents. And I'm only 50. So it's not like I'm, it's not like I'm mad old, old. Yeah. But I do sound that way because I sound like my father now. He's like, we used to pay, you know. <laughs> Two cents for you able to get, but I'm just saying it's true, man. I remember when I was when I was being raised, a hundred dollars was enough to fill the refrigerator up for me, my brother, and my mother. 
For a week, right? Yeah, for like a week, over a week. Well, for the week, yeah. $100, me, my brother, my mother. Then when it was me, my ex-wife, and my kids, it was $175, $200 a week on food. But that's for four people. Eating good, too, right? Eating good. Yeah, yeah, eating good. I mean, you know, I wasn't buying filet mignon, but, you know, yeah. the maltas were in the refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the spam was in the fucking, you know. But, but what you I'm saying dinner, is... You had dinner, you know what I mean? You had dinner every dude, night. The other day, I went to buy food for myself. Two bags. $111. For two bags. I said, what the fuck did I buy? I mean, I bought meats and shit like that. And now because I'm older, I will get the filet mignons. I'm like, fucking <laughs> myself, you know, but I'm just saying like it was a hundred bucks for no three bags, three bags, a hundred bucks. Uh, now it's three bags. Was it four? No, no, no. It was three bags. I'm remembering now. You know what it is? I bagged it myself. I didn't pay for the bags. Fuck them. You know what? You say, How many bags do you got? I go zero. I got zero bags. You're giving me the bags. Like. Um, Chines, everything went up over here. I don't know about you guys, but like the cost of living, crazy. You cannot find like a two bedroom for under $1,700 with nothing included. Yo, you um, want to hear, you want to hear what rent prices are going fucking crazy? I was I waiting. For, I was waiting. I was waiting. I let it go. It's crazy. You can't find a two bedroom and I'm sitting there waiting to hear the price that she goes for under $1,700. I'm like, I was paying that in Queens for a one bedroom. What? No. My one bedroom in Florida went from eighteen hundred to twenty four hundred dollars a month. That's insane. And we're yeah, and we're we're thinking about moving somewhere else up and down the coast because it's like you could live you can live in downtown Miami for for twenty five hundred dollars in a high rise. It's crazy. That's crazy. The whole my whole county, the whole county I live in is like that from West Palm all the way down to Boca. It's right now I got a two bedroom twelve hundred. But it's an apartment. Yeah. You know, well, I hear the prices are okay. You could get a studio in the fucking hood down here for, for $1,200. You couldn't. You couldn't rent a trailer for that much. That's I know, in New York either. Yeah, no, you couldn't. No way. So what? do you have a house or you rent an apartment? An apartment. An apartment. And what do you got? One, two bedrooms? Three. Oh, nice. three. Hell yeah. yeah, those yeah. numbers are good, mama. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that, that is crazy. Because if you think about it, though, where we are, it's not like the apartments are not great apartments. They're not up to date. They're not right. beautiful. They're really old. They're from like oh, the yeah, 50s yeah. or 60s or some shit. Like yeah, that. I'm paying 1200 but I'm in the oldest building in Atlantic City. <laughs> yeah, it's 1860. Oh, I don't know. I think it's just crazy. And even like you were saying, the grocery prices are crazy. And um, just for like me and my daughter, she don't even eat a lot. And I still... Pay, probably pay like 300 in groceries. You look like you eat healthy, though. No, we don't eat healthy, trust me. I <laughs> don't uh, know, right? She look, she's a poet. I figured, you know, she has a lot of kale and granola. I'm like a or nothing. No, we eat bad. <laughs> <laughs> We're working on it. Yeah, but we, we started going to uh, like produce stores down here because the produce, the produce is cheap and they all have like butchers and stuff like that. So I can get better prices. At yeah. Not like not like the big store, you know. But mm -hmm. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta find that shit. Yeah, that's the hard part. I was gonna say out here we don't really have produce market. We just have like big markets. That's yeah. it. Yep. We don't really have like vegetables out here, man. No. Out here, they we don't AC. 
I mean, now we do. You can get some vegetables over there at, at Boom. Boom? Fucking boom. Boom. What is Boom? That's the supermarket around the corner. Oh. Say what you want about Boom, but when everybody was buying up the toilet paper, they always had toilet paper. <laughs> and they had Lysol up until Lysol disappeared. They were having Lysol, too, up until it disappeared. Then it just went away and disappeared. <laughs> I said to him, when you're getting more, he goes, dude, they stopped sending it out to stores. I'm not surprised. No. Fucking, it's all just, I mean, just like I said, I try to just, uh, you know, live each day as it goes. You can't get ahead of yourself, man. Yeah. You know? You can't get ahead of yourself. That's true. Is your daughter now with your with your with your uh, with her father? No, she's otherwise you have a really good daughter. Cause like I'm like, man, she's quiet. I keep waiting for my dog to flip out. No, um, she is at church with my dad right now ah. on Sundays church. So yeah. So so I feel bad you didn't go to church because you came to do our podcast. <laughs> I don't go to Did we keep okay. you from the Lord? No, no, I don't go to church on Sunday. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, no, it's all right. It's, it's just right. her. <laughs> yeah, you'll be okay. <laughs> she goes, she goes, I had enough of that. She can go now. Yeah. I did my time. Yeah, I did my time. That's my boy. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> Brian's never been in a church. Dude, I went, to, I went to church every Sunday. Brian, 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 uh, Brian is a, a Satanist. No, I went to church every, <laughs> every single Sunday from the time I was born until the till I turned 18. I feel you. Catholic Church, altar boy, dude, the whole nine. I did all that shit. Oh, the cult. <laughs> yeah, the cult. I was the down cult. with the cult. Mm-hmm. I had the robes and everything, man. The I was down with the Catholic cult, dude. I still got my altar boy uniform. <laughs> I do. Still have your altar boy trauma. <laughs> and oh and all that. I didn't get no trauma as an altar boy, man. And I once mooned the priest. That's right. Nothing happened. You know? Um, I didn't I- have no real trauma. My biggest trauma with the altar boys is they didn't take me on the ski trip. I didn't get to go on the ski trip. But after finding out all the boys whose booties got touched on that trip, I guess I lucked out pretty well. <laughs> are, you, are you serious? No, that didn't happen. No way, that didn't happen. Oh hey, my. I kind of came out all right. Anything <laughs> oh with the Boy Scouts, yo. They didn't take me on the, on the trip. We were supposed to go on like some woods trip. They didn't take me. I fucking showed up and saw all the buses pulling away. Mm-hmm. I was a very, I was, I was a very rejected child. Well, you lucked out, G. You really? Yeah, did. I did, man. I lucked out, yeah, man, because all out. those kids got molested. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, is he joking? I can't he's joking. Tell. Yeah, no, he's joking. Yeah, he's sick. This is the sick, twisted part that we were I talking about that. earlier in the show. Yeah, this is it. <laughs> you want to know what's messed up? Is you just met me, so there's a reason why you're like, is he joking or not? My son lives with me, and he's constantly in that state of mind, like you are. Like, is he, is he joking? It's you almost what always did we yes. say the other day about? Remember when we had him on the show? I said some stupid shit about you, and he was like, "Wait a minute, wait a minute, is he for real?" And I'm like, "No, I'm not for real, yo." I don't remember. I don't remember what that was we were talking. about. I forgot what it was, but I said some dumb shit about you, and my son started believing it. He could be very gullible now, <laughs> you know. You young people, actually, you're younger than both my kids. Wow, that's okay. crazy. I'm old. Four old. Yeah, because you just said you just said you turned 22, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, my son's 25 and my daughter's 31. Yeah, you young kids, man. 
you've got a tough road ahead of you. <laughs> Thanks. I look forward I, I, to it. I, I wouldn't want to be you and, and, the, <laughs> and the shit you got you coming. <laughs> yeah, we'll be fine, G. We'll be fine. Yeah. We'll be fine. How old are you, dog? 30. About to be 30. All right. Yeah, you're still I'm young. Yeah, both of y'all. Both of y'all. Y'all are yeah. the ones. It's y'all generations that are fucking up. Actually, I can't say that's true. It's, you know not. it's not. It's yours, bro. It's not. <laughs> it's yours. No, it's actually not mine. It's the one right above us, the people right before us. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's the generation. Actually, yeah, they're a little older than us, no? Isn't it the generation before? It could be my generation. No, nah, it's you, dog. Your generation, definitely. Yeah, it's definitely yours. Well I, well, I definitely did fuck up a little bit by spoiling my kids. You know, I should have let them struggle more. You know, they are part of that society if I want everything now. And yeah, but and, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't no think patience. that really, I mean, that has to do a little bit with parenting, but it's yeah, all that's the, what I said. All, yeah, all the other conditioning that goes on too that, you know, that plays a part. School. When my son yeah, went to school, stuff. yo, if he failed a test, he was able to take a makeup test for every test. That was their rule. If you fail the test, you're able to take a makeup test. But on the makeup test, you could only get as high as 90. You couldn't get 100. So no child left behind that, bro. What that's the what fuck are you talking about, man? Yeah, that's what that is. Well, they want to push people through school. That's really what it is. They want to, they want to keep mm-hmm. advancing. It doesn't... Well, I mean, you know, the they, they'd the rather is, push them through than, than actually teach them something. That's yeah. So- but when it comes to the school system anyway, I mean, reality is when it comes to the state-run school system, they're only trying to teach you to work. They're only trying to teach you to be a worker for them, you know, for, for the establishment. They're not teaching you all the things you really need to live and to become successful in life. They're not no, really none of, it, <laughs> none of it. None of it. None of it. None of it. They don't teach you how to cook, really. I mean, some schools do have the cooking programs, but for most part, that's the first thing to go. Arts, the first thing to go. Anything mm-hmm. that, that creates a free thought is the first thing to go because they don't want that. They want workers, you know, so you could push a worker through. I mean, they're not push, teaching us how to, how to put down sports. money on a house. They're not teaching us how to balance our budget, how to open right. up credit cards and how to use those credit cards properly. They're not teaching you any of that stuff in school, which is no. those are the things you need to become successful in life. You know what I'm saying? But they're teaching you just basically how to follow directions. Mm-hmm. That's it. They say how much, how much um, unusable material can we put into these people's heads and they would sit there and absorb it and take it and come back and, you know, we'll test them and they'll show us that they learned it. But they're never going to use it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't even know half the shit. I mean, I use some of the stuff from school. I can't say I don't use it. I think after fifth grade, it becomes pretty dumb. Fifth? <laughs> fifth. Yeah, wow. You oh, think shit. it's, it's you oh, think it's, uh, no, that's when um, you get a text or something like that, right? Or a call, it blinks out. Oh, no, my thing. Nervous. He oh, got yeah. nervous. I'm like, nah, when they're on the phone, oh, I know what happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the school system is all corrupt. That's why I'm surprised even, like, my man was, like, so much into trying to, you know, keep his kid in the school. I, I, well, I mean, it's hard to homeschool. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard, and it's expensive. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you want to get your kids socialized with people, even though there's some, there's some downside to it. There's, there's some plus side to public school. Well, I mean, we opened up our own school back when I was still in Queens. With my church, we opened up our own school in the church. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, had, we had like a little red schoolhouse thing going on. And, uh, you know, all the people from that church were putting their kids in that church, you know. But then, you know, it's like anything else with his man, there's error. 
Yeah. So there was a lot of scamming and shit going on, even in even on that small uh, level. So I had to pull my kid out and put him back in into the system, which didn't do shit for them either, man. You know, sometimes they speak and I'm like, how'd you, how'd you fucking graduate? Boy. Even though I can't say shit, though, my daughter's doing great. My daughter just bought a third house. My son's, you know, he's grinding. He's smarter than me. He's funnier than me. Better looking than me. So he'll be all right. <laughs> he hasn't figured it out yet, but he'll be all right. He'll be fine. Yeah, right. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. What's your daughter's name? Um, Zaviana. Zaviana or mm-hmm. Zaviana? Zay with a Z- B? Yeah, with a B. How do you spell it? I spell it with an X. So it's like, what? Yeah, I figured. Nah, I just figured. First of all, I'm not going to lie. I figured she was going to have a very original name. And it's a nice name. Xaviana is a nice name. <laughs> Where, where'd, you, where'd you come up with it? Um, honestly, I didn't. I was, when I had. Trying to figure out a word in Scrabble? You know what? <laughs> I didn't. Were you trying to figure out a word in Scrabble? Those were the letters that were left. You were like. Listen. Is this a word, Xaviana? And they were like, that's not a word. And you were like, would make a good name. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? You got jokes. But honestly, I take no credit for her name at all. Because I was just, I gave birth and I didn't have a name. And her aunts and uncles and everybody was like writing stuff on paper. And I was just like, you know what? Sure. I don't care. You guys got that. Like, not that I don't care, but like. I. What's in a name? (laughs) No, they're only now, gonna call it that for the rest of her life. What's in the name? But now, but no, Zayvian is actually a nice name. Yeah, it's a cool name. I like it. You know, you could call it Zay for short. Yeah, or Zay. Um, yeah, it fits her. She's no, definitely- no, it's, it's a cool name. It's a cool name. <laughs> There'll probably be some more when people hear that. There'll be some more Zavianas <laughs> down the line. Yeah, but people pronounce it like X Zaviana. So, I don't know. You just gotta yeah, I knew. And once you said it, I said, it. there's no Z in that name. I was yeah. like, Xaviana, there's no Z. There's an X. It's, it's an X. I was trying to be a little different with the spelling. Oh, of course. I when, I had, um, when I had her, all my aunts were like, like on my mom's side of the family, um, they're like, you should have gave her a white girl name because, you know, when she goes to school, they're going to pronounce her name wrong. People are going to look at her and be like, like, um, like judging her and stuff like that. My aunts were all like a lot comes with the name and all my aunts named their kids basic names because they wanted them to get hired. Like, that crazy? Well, plus, well, plus, you know, now when you go for jobs, it's all online. Yep, I know. You know. And, and they're going to look and see Xaviana, and they're going to just right away, it's, it's going to be some probably white racist person that's going to see Xaviana. They're going to think, you know, big ass Afro and, you know, some crazy she shit. Too. You, know, you know, you should have named her Lucy some- <laughs> or Karen. Ashley. There's probably and no Ashley anymore. I'll do better. Nah, now Xaviana's cool, man. Stay, look, stay a rebel. Xaviana is a rebel name. It's going to be a rebel name because there's no one else named Xaviana, so she's going to have to be strong with an X. There might be another Xaviana out there, but guaranteed it's spelled with a Z. You know what? And it's probably some chick, some white chick who grew up in the hood. (laughs) You know what? Sorry. I got comfortable. Nah, it's a beautiful name. No, be comfortable. 
It's, listen, it's better than mining. What's your name? You know, Gary. Okay. Oh, yeah, Gary. This, yeah, see, see the face you just made when you said that? I made you a face? The face you just made. She said, oh, yeah, Gary. But that's a, I, I can remember Gary. It is, a, yeah, but it's, you don't get much whiter than Gary. It's a noble name. It's a noble name, yeah. It like Brian. Carrier. Brian Gary. <laughs> <laughs> it's, so it's a terrible name. It is. I was named by my aunt, and I was always convinced that she never liked me anyway. And the, <laughs> and the name says it all. <laughs> the name ah. says it all. It's a horrible name, Gary. It's, there's not very many Garys anymore. Like, I've never met a Gary under 50. I say that, dude. No one on the 40 named, named Gary. A friend of mine is like, my daughter is in high school. Dates a, name, a guy named Gary. I said, yeah, the porter. Oh I said, God. you better go pick your daughter up from school before she comes home pregnant by the porter. Under 30 named Gary? Come on. Man. Oh, my God. You're not going to see meet the baby Gary. Have you seen Gary? What do you do, Gary? Not going to happen, man. It's like Ralph. Some names are just going... You know, going, going, the Ralphs going. are gone and the Xavianas are here with the X. Hey, they're here to stay. You know? I'm actually, I'm actually surprised how you spell your name. Cause you spell it like kind of regular. I was expecting to see like a couple of more, um, J A Q Jacqueline. That's how you spell it. Right. That's the regular way of spelling it. Um, a lot of people do like, okay. E or something. I will say I iPhone is a strange last name. That must huh? be a new- <laughs> Wait, what? It has your name on the bottom of the Zoom call. I don't know okay. if you can see it, but it says Jacqueline's iPhone. <laughs> so you said iPhone oh. is a weird last name. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't know it does. That it you didn't know that- it said that? No. <laughs> I can't even see it. Yeah, you probably can't see it on the phone. Oh, you're on the phone. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> So what's what's up in the future for Jacqueline? Jacqueline, what you got going on in the future? What are you looking? What are you looking for? Got anything going on with the poetry? Got any yeah. kind Releasing of shows any, coming up? Any new episodes or anything? Yes, I'll release some new episodes in August. Hopefully, I try to give myself a deadline. Um, and actually, you guys should go and listen to this. The like the poet that inspired me. Her name is um, Raina Biddy. Um, and she is like Biddy. very, 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 um, she's very popular. Um, and I'm hoping to do a collab with her. I have messaged her. Yes, her. She is literally so amazing. I like am in love with her. Like, but I'm working on trying to get a hold of her, <laughs> her can do something together. That's what's up. That's very cool. Yeah. That would be awesome. That- that is very cool. And what's your Instagram if people want to follow you? Dang, I don't even know my Instagram by heart. <laughs> I'll, pull it, I'll, pull, I'll pull it up here. I'm not an Instagram person. I'm not even a social media person, which is terrible because I want to. No, it's actually not. <laughs> it's not terrible that you're not. It's terrible that we have to become that. Yes. To, to, be to push right. what it is that we do. Right. You know, and sometimes I question if social media is actually right for actual artists. Because when I look at the people that are actually doing great things, unless they're huge, like people that are huge, they're going to have big numbers. But like when I look at people that are putting out like real, real important and good and great art, their numbers are always so fucking low. And then you get the people up there doing idiot shit, you know, 
running up and, you know, hitting people with paper towels and then pretending to shopping <laughs> and all that shit has like millions and millions and millions and millions of views. And then they become famous for no reason whatsoever. For nothing. Yeah. I know. That's how I feel when I go and look at my stats um, from my podcast. Can't look. Don't look ever. We never look. No. Don't look. No. I always I keep, look. Just keep doing. <laughs> I just keep, I keep making. No, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I look every now making. and then. The only yeah. thing I look, I ain't gonna lie. The only thing I check the numbers on is my special because I'm trying to hit a certain number on that and I'm nowhere near it. So I keep checking. It's hard. It is so hard. I keep checking. I should have put a cat in the video. I should have, I should have bought my cat on stage for me. That day. Yeah. Ah, you know what? I was saying the other day how I was thinking of growing breasts just to get, not growing them, but getting them put in. And not because I'm a female. I'll, I'll be the first straight guy with bre- like beautiful breasts, you know, just to get more followers on Instagram. Do it. And people be like, what do you identify as? I'll be like, well, what do you see when you see me? And they'll be like, I see a man with breasts. And I'll be like, well, that's what I did. That's right. I'm a man with breasts. I just want more. But now I'm thinking, what if I gave my cat breast and then brought the cat on stage with me? Now I got a cat. And breasts, which are the two bangers for Instagram that get followers, breast and cats, mm-hmm. you know. And then yeah. I just kind of like I overdub me doing my jokes with the with my big breasted cat, like looking in the camera. Your I guarantee you, <laughs> your cat will hate you. She does already sometimes. Yeah, most of the time. <laughs> I saw this video yesterday where the dude put his hoodie on backwards so that the hood was in the front and he took his cat and put it oh. in the hood. And then the cat was just like chilling with him the whole day. And I said, Oh, I'm doing that. My son sent it to me. So I tell my son, I'm doing that. He said, Yeah, I'm going to come home and your face is going to be fucked up. Oh. Could you imagine that shit? My son comes home, I got scratches all down the side of my head and shit. I'm trying to stick mama into a, into a fucking... I'm going to try it, though. I am going to try it, but she gets feisty. I don't, try yeah, I don't, know, I don't know how she's going to take that. Right. Oh, man, I'm going to try it. Oh, uh, so we did the Saturday Night Live, um, Keenan, Thompson show, yeah, at the comedy Keenan club. Thompson show, yeah. I wasn't part of it. I, I performed, but I wasn't in the contest. I don't do contests. I'm done with those. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but Petey got through, and uh, Buddha got through, and Tata Sharice got through. And Tata was on our show. Big up to Tata. Congratulations to them to moving on to the next round. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, good luck with all that. I don't do contests. They were like, they told me, yo, go up there. So, because, you know, they did that film shit where you got to say, oh, you know, I really want to be on this. And I was like, oh, I'm not in the contest. And they were like, what? And I said, I'm not. I'm a professional comedian, dog. I do this shit every night. I get paid for this shit. What are you crazy? Fuck a contest. Everybody looking for validation. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, man. <laughs> it was a moment. It's just a moment. I have those every now and then. Man, I'm getting such bags under my eyes, man. From all the edibles probably you're eating. Dude, I've been eating edibles since Monday, last Monday. What? And like, dude, stop it. And I'm like, well, they're almost gone. Yeah, whenever they're done, I guess I got like, done. nah, nah. I got like three pieces of chocolate left. I got like five um, Rice Krispie treats. And then he gave me like this, this, oh, and I got like these little chocolates. 
And then he gave me like some crazy like honey. I don't even know what it is. I don't even know what to do with it. <laughs> I don't even know what to do with it. I'm afraid to eat it, man. I'm afraid, dude. But, you know, we'll see what happens. We'll talk next week. <laughs> if, you, if you remember that we have the show. I remember today. I set my alarm last night. That's true. Just getting up was a bitch, dude. I was just like, oh. <laughs> Why did I eat those? And I ate them like when I was laying in bed. I just yeah. wanted to get a good sleep. Yeah. Well, you know, it worked. <laughs> yeah. It worked, but the good wake yeah. up didn't happen. I'm still sleeping, actually, yeah. technically, yeah. mentally. <laughs> Jacqueline, it was it was such a pleasure to meet you. I thank you for coming on. I wish you the best and all success, and uh, not just in your um, poetry, um, but in everything you do, as well as raising uh, your daughter and bringing her into this world. Man, it seems like you got thank a good head you. on your shoulder. It was a uh, it was a blessing to meet you. I appreciate you. Thanks for thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much, um, Brian. Anything you want to kick? Just if you want. Hold up the mug. Hold up oh, the yeah, mug. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, if Ready you want G1. one of these dope mugs, go to the Patreon, join the Patreon. That's not even the highest tier one. That's the middle tier. So, <laughs> so join the Patreon if you want a mug. If you want to catch me, I'm in New York City on Monday, every Monday, doing my Not Quite Tuesday show with my brother, Adam Gable. Uh, you can follow him at AJ Gable um, on Instagram. Follow me, Gary G. Garcia, Instagram, Facebook. Catch me Sunday through Thursday, uh, Sunday through Friday, Sunday through Saturday, Sunday through Saturdays. Oh, excuse me, Tuesday through Saturday, Sundays. Mondays, I'm not there. I'll be over at AC Jokes. You can check us out at acjokes.com. And if you haven't saw my special, check out my special on YouTube. You did not see me here tonight and get those numbers up so I can feel a little better about myself at night when I wonder if this is the right fucking career I made because fucking cats get more views than I do. Um... Just Check out Jackie movie. Show, the Poets Channel. Check out Jackie Show. Check out a poetry. You know, if I if I uh, say it's dope, it's dope because <laughs> I'm not the type of person to push people in directions of whack shit. So, uh, yeah, check her out. She's freaking awesome, great poet. Thanks for coming on the show. That's another episode of Rated G with Gary G Garcia and Brian Licata. Check us out on YouTube. Follow, subscribe, leave some comments if you want. Uh, you know, I don't care, man. Whatever y'all gonna do. Peace. Thanks for listening.